1 Samuel 17 is the story of <clears throat> little David the shepherd boy, and you guys have heard me teach it many times. There's a lot of great, great truths in it. Um, and there's one that just stands out real strong. When David goes to face Goliath, and there's a whole lot we could would teach on, but I'm going to take you to a verse in a few minutes in Timothy where Paul says this phrase to Timothy. Paul's, Paul's the older saint teaching Timothy the younger saint. And he says, Timothy, I know whom I have believed in. I know whom I have believed in. And I am positive, 100% positive, that he is able to keep that which he's committed to me. Remember that little phrase from Timothy? It's, a, it's a, actually a hymn that's written exactly in those words. Well, this is, the, this is what little David, the shepherd boy, he didn't have to be senior saint like David, or like Timoth, or Paul, rather. He is, he is this young shepherd boy. He's in his teens. And he goes to the battlefield to give his brothers bread and cheese. His father says, hey, deliver this bread and cheese to your brothers who are on the front lines. And I know many of you know the story well. I just want to go over it with you. <coughs> Excuse me, because when when David gets there, he sees Goliath come out on the other side of the hill, come down in the valley, nine-foot, almost ten-foot guy, completely decked out in his armor, seasoned warrior. I mean, he just crushed your head in his hands. He's a huge guy. Sees him come down the hill, and he watches the army of Israel just listen to this man down in the valley shout curses at Israel and Israel's God and say, look, send somebody down one-on-one, me and you. If you guys beat me, if the, your man wins, then y'all will be your slaves. You know, and Israel's going, there's no way we're going down there. And that went on for 40 days. 40 days, the mighty army of Israel filled with supposedly brave, godly soldiers and a brave, godly king and leader, um, Mighty warriors, nobody would go down that hill and face Goliath. It was just too intimidating. And so they just, they would get up in the morning. The Bible actually says they'd put on their battle array and they would do their battle chants every morning. Here we go. Let's go. Here we go. And then they'd wait. And here come Goliath. And he'd say, hey, send somebody out. And he'd curse to God and all this stuff. And, and nobody would move. 41st day was a whole different day, though. Because there was a little boy <laughs> that showed up with cheese and bread. I call him the pizza delivery boy. Little guy, and he comes in on his camel. He's got his, you know, little domino sign on his camel. And he comes up, and he delivers his bread and his pizza. Delivers cheese and bread to his brothers. And, he, and he's supposed to be checking on them and send word back to his father. Well, while he's there, he hears this, you know, belching giant out there cursing God. He's like, that's not okay with me. I'm not going to let that happen. And he says, what's going to happen? Why aren't... He's kind of looking around at the soldiers and going, hey, what's, what's that all about? And, oh, he's been doing it for 40 days. We've been putting up with this guy for 40 days. He's been doing this thing. You know, and, and King Saul says he'll give, like, his, you know, favorite daughter to the guy that kills him and, you know, lots of money and land and stuff. And David's like, really? Why don't he go down there? I'll go. You know, his brothers mock him. Remember that? His little brothers make fun of him. You know, you need to go back to, your, to dad and take care of those few little sheep that you're in charge of. But eventually, one of the soldiers goes and tells Saul, Hey, I think we got a volunteer. Not who you think it is, but I think we got a volunteer. And little David shows up in Saul's tent. And, and Saul, Saul's looking at him going, Oh, no way. We can't send him out there. That'd be terrible. And so they have this talk, and David says, But you don't understand. He says, one time I was watching my father's sheep, 
and a lion came out of the forest and took one of those sheep. Now, I've told you this before, but the rest of that story for Stan Gibbons, the shepherd of a lot of father's sheep, would be, and he enjoyed that sheep, and I was glad he went away. <laughs> that would be how I'd tell that story. Remember the lion that came and got the sheep? And then he went up in the woods, and I was glad he just took one. And now we got the rest, and I'll go home and tell Dad, hey, let's see if we can make some more little lambs next week. That'd be great. That's not how David said it. David said, here's what happened, King Saul. When that lion came and got that sheep, I went and got the sheep back from the lion's mouth and slew the lion. That's David saying, uh-uh, you're not taking that sheep from me. And then he says, and, and then one day a bear came out of the woods, and he took one of the sheep, and I went and got the sheep back from the bear and slew the bear. And then he says this to Saul. He says, if the God, and this is the phrase, if the God, the Lord of hosts, it's actually, when you literally translate it, it's the God who, who covers the armies of heaven. They call them the angel armies in the new song by Tomlin. It says, if the God of the angel armies would help me kill a lion and a bear, that big old belching guy out there, he's nothing. He's nothing for me. And Saul's like, you know, that's really good theology. Kind of hard to argue with that. I mean, even though you're about this high and he's like 10 feet, even though you have no real warrior-like skills, and he is a seasoned warrior, okay, but you need to wear my armor. David goes, okay, I'll try. He tries. He can't even get in his armor. It's all too heavy and too big and bulky. And so David goes down the hill to meet Goliath, literally dressed like a shepherd. He's a shepherd. He's got a staff, which is a stick. Goliath calls it a stick. And he's got a slingshot, which is really like a, in some sense, Warren Wisby says, it's a child's toy. You know, slingshots aren't necessarily meant to kill anything. Even David, when he would use it, you know, it was just to, it was to scare wolves and stuff away. He couldn't necessarily kill a wolf with his slingshot. I mean, you just don't kill things with slingshots that easy, right? It's not like a spear or a bow and arrow or anything. He's got a child's toy and a stick. And the Bible says he goes down the hill to face Goliath. And I want you to look at it with me in 1 Samuel 17. Verse 41. Then the Philistine came on and approached David with the shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him... By the way, this is just one big insulting guy. He loves to insult everybody. And he just insults David. um, For he was but a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. And the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. You know what he did? He said a bunch of swear words about Jehovah. And David's standing there going, Oh boy, you shouldn't have said those things. That was a bad idea today, buddy. 40 days, you got away with it. 41st day, the God of ain't. Watch what he says, verse 44. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds and to the skies of the beast of the field. That was meant to intimidate. I mean, if a 10-foot guy says, Hey, come over here and let me just crush you in little pieces and feed you to the birds, that would be pretty intimidating. David goes, "Um, Let me just make this real clear for you. David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. It's all pretty threatening stuff. 
But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. That's the, the, the Hebrew phrase there is I am, I am coming to you with the God of angel armies. He rules the armies of heaven. That's what David says. He says, look, you got that little spear thing that's about, I don't know, 20 feet tall, seems like from here. You got that big old javelin you got. You got a sword that I probably can't even hardly pick up. You think that's something? You know who I'm coming with? My, me and my slingshot and my stick. You know who's coming with me? The God who rules the armies of heaven. And actually the Hebrew phrase, this is important. The Hebrew phrase means he's the God who rules all of the host of all of the armies. You know there's never been an army that God's not sovereign over, has there? He is sovereign over all armies. So anytime an army has a success or victory, the Bible says the nations are as a drop in the bucket to God. He is the ruler of all armies. And there's, there's a Hebrew phrase that means, this is what David says. He says, I'm coming to you under Jehovah, the host, the Lord of hosts, who you've been cursing, by the way. Bad plan. You've been cursing this Jehovah. And he is the Lord of all of the angels. He's the Lord of all of war. He's the Lord of war. It's one of the phrases you can actually extract from this Hebrew phrase. He's the Lord of warfare. I love this. And the Hebrew means he's the Lord of the beginning of the war. He's the Lord of the end of the war. He has the plan for the war and the results of the war in his power. The results of the warfare is in his power. That's what it all means in Hebrew when he says, You come to me with, with that big old javelin, I'm coming to you with God who is the Lord of the angel armies. The results of all the wars are in his power. He has power over every single battle. Now, I'm just going to preach for a second. Every single battle that you're going to face this week, doesn't matter what it is, he has power over it. You know why David had so much confidence to stand there and say that? Because he told, he knows the stories of grace in his life. He knows what's happened. That's why I ask you to tell stories. Mary, just put that slide. The next slide would be great, the whole thing. <coughs> grace stories help strengthen saints. It's why we have to tell them all the time to each other. And they grow our faith and give us courage to be obedient. When David's standing in the tent and the king's saying, I don't think you're the guy, he goes, let me tell you some stories. And you'll think I'm the guy. Let me tell you what happened. One time a lion came and took a sheep. I killed a lion. One time a bear came, I killed a bear. That big old giant out there cursing our God? you got to be kidding me. He's cursing Jehovah God? That's a terrible idea to let him keep doing that. I'm going to go take care of him, me and my little slingshot. going to go take care of him. And you know, David did. He went down the hill. The Bible actually says he ran to the battle lines. When, when, when the Philistine had had enough of all this God of angel armies moment, and, and the Philistine approached him. David ran toward him with one rock, one little pebble, took down a giant that had held the army captive for 40 years, for, or 40 days, rather. For 40 days, he'd held him captive. And with one little pebble, one pebble, not a great bow and arrow, not a wonderful shot from a sling, you know, from, from some sort of created um, mechanical device, no, just one little pebble took down the giant that had held him. You know what that tells us? Sometimes the giants fall a lot easier than we think if we will approach the battle knowing the God of angel armies is on your side. He's on your side. 
He's there to do battle with you. But you've got to tell yourself your own stories. You've got to think through your own grace stories. You've got to think how good God's been to you. I've had a horrible week. I, got, I have the picture on my phone, but I got stung right here by a bee, like on Monday. I couldn't feel my face forever. I had this bright red, and I literally looked like Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer. I had this bright red nose, and I couldn't feel my face right in here for like two or three hours. And I just trimming a bush for a lady for free. I just said, oh, sure, I'll go trim that for you. Clip, bzzz, I'm laying in the ground going, oh. And, and I had this big old swollen nose, and I couldn't feel my, my lip was all up here. And I was like, what in the world else could happen? Well, while I was stepping away from all that and standing in the yard trying to figure it out, I'm standing in a ton of fire ants. I have 26 bites from my knees down to my feet because I'm just standing there going, oh, my nose, oh, my legs. And, you know, I mean, I just look like I was having a seizure out in that yard. And the poor lady standing on the porch going, are you okay? And I'm going, I'm trying to be really hard, but I'm not doing well. And I got my shoes off and I'm dancing all around. That was Monday for me. Okay, that was Monday. And then some of you know, my, my really expensive good mower that I saved up and bought last year had a a crisis later in the week, and I've spent all weekend at Mr. Cochran's and my brother's shop trying to help them using all their spiritual gifts of uh, and craftsmanship to, to repair that thing and get it running again so I can cut all this wet grass. I've had just this challenging, challenging week, and you know in the middle of all of it? Just grace after grace after grace. Y'all remember I had my tools stolen on my truck a, a, few, a while back, but God provided through this ministry, through your kind hearts, tons of tools so the whole time i'm trying to repair and fix all my stuff i've just got all the tools i need i, I was just crying literally on a pavilion yesterday crying taking stuff off that mower to get it prepared just crying going god you're so good to me i don't deserve all this but you've gifted me with all this you have to see the stories of grace in your life you have to know how good god's been to you to get you through all the stuff he's got you through so you can testify of his grace to other people. And you know what David's purpose was in going down that hill? It wasn't to kill the giant. It was not his purpose. He was defending and protecting the honor and glory of God. And he knew it. From the very beginning, he said, Look, that guy's cursing God. And we're not going to let God go unglorified. That's not going to happen today. Forty days, y'all can do it all you want. But me, I'm going down there to deal with this guy. David's goal was to glorify God. You set a goal to glorify God. Let me tell you what happens. Every time you set that goal, the enemy comes against you. Strong, powerful. And we get all afraid. And God's like, you know, it's just going to take a pebble, but you got to put that pebble in your sling, and you got to go down that hill, and you got to say, me and the God of angel armies are not going to stop glorifying God for all this. You can be a great testimony in your community, but you have to speak for God. Some of us are afraid. In our culture today, it gets so sort of scary to speak up for God and to speak of Jesus' name, you know, and tell somebody what Jesus done for you. Well, that would be offensive. Well, it might be. But it also might be the right thing to do in a way that God gets great glory. We have a responsibility to do that. I just want to challenge you that every one of you that knows Christ your Lord and Savior, the God of angel armies, the God who knows the beginning from the end, the Alpha and Omega, he rules all the armies, and he rules the armies of heaven. He's on your side. You're victorious because of that. You'll never be defeated. We do know the end, by the way, don't we? Brother Cochran says it all the time. We've read the end of the book. We win. You read the end of the Bible. As Christians, we win. So the victory's already ours. The God of angel armies already won the victory for us. It's these little tiny battles that we just need to find our pebble and say, you know what, God? Me and this pebble... We're going to take on the giants of our life. I'm going to take on the addictions in my life that are 
They're just beating me down. I'm going to take on the fears. I'm going to take on the doubts. I'm going to take on the anxiety. I've got so much anxiety. God, I worry about so much. I'm going to take that, that giant on with this pebble of faith that you, the God of angel armies, will protect me through all this.